Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals, bringing patients relief at last. And we're able to tune this device to mimic that frequency and essentially block it. I've seen people shed tears of joy in the recovery room when they wake up from their light anesthesia and we turn this device on and they realize their back pain is gone. They cry for joy. Advanced Pain Care at 512-244-4272 or austinpaindoctor.com. They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Mark and Melinda. Good afternoon. It is 4.03. Thank you for joining us. Tate is here producing. We have been discussing the fallout from the special counsel report on President Biden and his handling of classified documents as well as other big stories all throughout the afternoon. We're here live and local with you until 6 o'clock every weekday afternoon. Paul Begala, the former top campaign strategist for former President Obama, is speaking out today. He said this is terrible for the Democrats. All of this discussion about the president's bad memory, he says anybody with a functioning brain knows that. He says, last night I slept like a baby. I woke up every two hours and wet the bed. And he says President Biden made it even worse last night when he went out and had that news conference where he was irritable, grouchy, angry, testy with the news media. Bagala says what I recommend is keep Biden out there 24-7, 269 days right up to campaign voting day. Stay on offense. Keep him out there. Yes, he's going to make some gaffes. But don't go into a shell. Keep him out in front of the public. Keep fighting. First off, this guy may need to go and seek some of his own mental health (laughs) uh, if he's waking up like a baby because of what the report said last night and then the disastrous press conference after that. You got more issues than what's going on here. Um, I how 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 do you keep Biden out there? I get he's just saying. If he's out there all this time, then that proves somehow that he is not senile and that, you know, he's completely fine and can run this country and you'll see it. It, Just the little bit that we see him and and it it has nothing to do with mixing up names or uh, saying the wrong word. That does happen to pretty much anybody that talks quite a lot for whatever reason it is that they talk. It has everything to do with you can see how slow some of his comments can can come about, how he can easily get off track, um, how it goes off onto something else. And it's not I, I don't think any of that changes if you have him out front. Okay, so he's not needing a nap at four. Fine. I don't think that's what the biggest concern for the American people are. I don't think it has anything to do physically if he's able to to be out there, if he's got the vigor to, to stand in front of people and do that and everything to do with if mentally he has that ability. Mm-hmm. I think what Paul Begala is really saying here is he and the other top Democrats have known for years that Biden is not fit to be president. But they pulled it off. They kept him in the basement during the campaign. They've been able to hide a lot of his deficiencies. 
But now this really brings it out very powerfully. That's why he says, oh, this is a disaster. We thought we might get away with it again in another campaign, but this really has exacerbated the problem. And then Biden went out last night and doubled down (laughs) on how bad his memory is. Again, this is an individual that thinks that they're smarter than the rest of us. Look at any polling before this Mm -hmm. report came out. They were already questioned. Y'all weren't fooling us. The wool hasn't been over our eyes. So. For a lot of us, we haven't been fooled. But there there were enough who were fooled. That, that voted it, for him? Yeah, that <laughs> pulled it off. Yes. Yes, they did. Now, uh, David Axelrod, he's probably saying, I told you so. Because remember a couple of months ago, the other former top Obama strategist was saying, Biden's not the guy. He doesn't have it. He needs to go. Somebody else needs to be at the top. He is not capable of being the president. What's the interesting thing to me is that they had an easy out away from him. They could have convinced him, even if Biden was all gung-ho on, yes, I'm going to run for another four years. They could have easily said, you got one term don't run again. And there were a, a bunch of different reasons he could have cited for that. Yet they chose to prop him up as then again to run again for this next four years. And now Biden does not want to go. If you watched his news conference last night, you saw a guy who's very defiant. He said, how dare you even suggest that I step down? I'm the guy who rescued America. This country was on its knees, and I brought this country back. That's what he said last night. Which, to me, only proves the point of what the report said. But <laughs> uh, I, I know he believes that. I'm sure he believes that. He's been being told that by all of the Democrats. Again, I just don't understand. Put Biden aside and out of this. We know he's not running anything. Why the Democrat Party chose to move forward with him as the main candidate for this next election. Now, the effort by the pro-Biden forces has been underway nonstop since this special counsel report was released yesterday afternoon. It continued this morning on MSNBC's Morning Joe with Joe Scarborough and his wife, Mika Brzezinski. This is President Biden's favorite program on TV. It's been reported that he watches this show every morning, and he's got his top staff watching this show every morning on MSNBC. I'm sure, and this is how he thinks he brought America off their knees. Yes. (laughs) Because that's what that show does. (laughs) And Joe Scarborough this morning was ripping into the special counsel for including the report that Biden's memory was the reason why they decided not to go forward and recommended criminal charges. Uh, So here is Scarborough ripping in to the special counsel and linking him in some way to former President Trump. This was this morning on MSNBC. Hers description. A a neurologist and a lawyer. Let me just finish, but I agree. Well, no, but no, but but, no, but we kind of need to stop there. A neurologist. You're talking about her. Her Mm -hmm. from Trump University. No. And uh, I mean, I'm so I'm so I just I've got to stop right here. I know we want to go on and 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 finish this report, but 
I've just got to start. Ken, uh, Ken Delanian, so bizarre. And there's so many people that immediately heard this, these random, random conclusions, irrelevant conclusions, uh, politically charged Trump-like, uh, uh, Trump-like uh, ramblings, uh, who, first of all, wondered why in the world he would put that in a report. Uh, his neurological assessment of Joe Biden. And secondly, why Merritt Garland would release uh, garbage like that in the Justice Department report. Can, can you give us any insight? Because it sure sounds like James Comey in 2016, who July couldn't indict Hillary Clinton legally. So he decided to hold a press conference and indict her politically. All right, that's Joe Scarborough, MSNBC this morning, disparaging special counsel her, suggesting he's he's a Trump lackey. He was appointed under the Trump administration, but he was uh, selected by Merrick Garland. And in the very beginning, Garland and her knew they would never recommend criminal charges against Biden, no matter what they found in their investigation. They found mountains of evidence that warranted criminal charges, but they were in a bind at that point. So they decided the only way we can justify not recommending charges is to say, well, his memory is bad, he's old, and the jury will be sympathetic to him. We can't get a conviction on that basis. So you need to squat, uh, stop bellyaching at the White House because Biden should be facing criminal charges at this point. And that's what I'm sitting here trying to figure out. How do they not see that? Here are your choices. You say he's senile and you can't move forward criminally, or you say he's a criminal and you move forward with it. Yes. Which one do you want? I would bet that this, even though politically is probably not the best for Biden, I'm pretty sure this is what y'all wanted out of this. You didn't want criminal charges because it would be very difficult for you to continue. Look at all the indictment on Trump. And then if you had to then go and say, and then there's an indictment on Biden, too. That would be very difficult for you to continue to say, this is why you don't get Trump and this is why you should get Biden. They they're making this. It was bad yesterday when it came out, and we knew that this would be what took over, over even what the the report was supposed to be about. They are making it worse. And it started last night with Biden coming out there, mm-hmm. and it has continued today with Morning Joe. It continued in the White House briefing where at one point they said it was the Republicans that caused this mess for Biden, and then it was back to, well, it was Biden's staff is the reason for all of this. And then also during the White House briefing, they said the report's contents are false, but then insisted that the report's conclusion is correct. They are all over this place and they are making it worse. Had they just said, okay, you know what? It's going to be out there. This is going to be talk. Let's let them talk. We say nothing. We know we'll have to answer to it too. The briefing will keep it very precise. We got the report. Y'all have it period. Yes, they should focus on the big picture. He's escaping criminal charges. Meanwhile, all this talk about his memory is leaving out any focus on what was the content of all those classified documents that he had. How damaging was that information? How important was it? Who saw them? 
What about the documents at the Penn Biden Center that was funded by China? Okay, I'm going to back up now, Mark. Uh, Maybe they do know what they're doing because they're keeping the focus on this instead of delving deep into what do they what do they find? Besides, he had willfully had and retained and shared classified documents. Yes. All right. 512-836-0590. You can call. You can text. Get in here and join the conversation. It's 512-836-0590-414. Mark and Melinda. And now back to the Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. Hope you're having a good afternoon. Tate is here producing. It's 418. Scott wants to weigh in on Hawaii's state Supreme Court. They are openly defying the United States Supreme Court. Two specific, very important rulings on the Second Amendment, verifying we all have a constitutional right to bear arms. Scott, welcome. How are you today? Doing okay. How are y'all? Fine, Scott. Thank you. One real problem with the Supreme Court, the Hawaii Supreme Court decision is that we have the uh, incorporation doctrine that we follow in the Constitution. When the Bill of Rights were originally adopted, they only applied to the federal government. There are only restrictions on what the federal government could do. But with the incorporation doctrine, which started around the 1920s, the Supreme Court has consistently ruled that more and more portions of the Bill of Rights apply to the state and local government, too. And this includes the First, Second, Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendments. And so it, if we follow this logic and it's allowed to stand, we could lose our right to freedom of speech, freedom of religion, have, right to have a trial, right to have a lawyer, all these things in state cases, because you could argue that that doesn't apply to the states, and they don't have to keep those portions of their constitutions intact. Well, interesting, in this argument from the Hawaii Supreme Court, they stated the reason that they were doing this was because they believe that the Second Amendment actually takes away from those other rights that you just listed, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and the ability to move around freely and safely, you can't do that when you have a free willing right to carry guns in public. But do you remember the gay the same-sex marriage case from about five or ten years ago? Justice Breyer, I believe, argued the, the reverse of that in that you can't write laws to discriminate against people. You can only write laws to expand rights. And so if you're taking away the right to keep and bear arms just because you want to, you're taking away a right the same way that you would be taking away the right to marriage for same-sex couple. That's what could happen if this is allowed to stand. All right, Scott, thank you. Have a good one, sir. 512-836-0590. So what has to happen here? This, this case that was brought in front of the Hawaii Supreme Court for them to rule this way, uh, it now has to be appealed to the Supreme Court to have it handled? To Is that the next step here? I think the man who had his conviction on a gun charge in Hawaii on the state level has to now take an appeal to the federal level, yes. And that that could take many years to try to get to the U.S. Supreme Court. So this ruling would stand until then? Possibly, yes. Yeah, possibly. A number of doctors now are calling for cognitive testing of President Biden after that special counsel report was released yesterday. Dr. Nicole Sapphire 
Fox News medical analyst is one of those today saying that Biden must take a test and we all should know the results after it's completed. The, the bottom line is, Sandra, he has yet to submit to a full cognitive evaluation, which, as we know, President Trump did that. And any 81-year-old man should be undergoing that. I mean, most medical societies recommend that. And I think it is prudent at this point to have the White House physician and maybe even Jill Biden, who we know as a PhD, she's very educated, and she is his primary caregiver. She's with him all the time. They should be under oath talking about the mental fitness of the president. They should be under oath talking about the mental fitness of the president. Will never happen. No. Will never happen. No, there's zero chance of that happening. Mm-mm. And, and the, I, I don't see uh, any chance that he'll take a cognitive test and then have the results released. I don't see him taking the test because there would be a fear of, even if they have zero plans to release the results, a fear of it being leaked. Mm-hmm. All right, you can weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590. Last night, President Biden had a news conference, and uh, it happened very quickly last evening. It was after we went off the air. One of the things that he was asked by the media is, do you take personal responsibility for having those classified documents in your possession in violation of federal law? And here was the president's answer. I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. It goes in and points out things that appeared in my garage, things that came out of my home, things that were were moved not by me, but my staff, but my staff. What do you make of that excuse, Melinda? It's it's exactly what it is. It's an excuse. You know, of course, it's not me. It's someone else. One. Uh, the question was, do you take any responsibility for having these? You have to. You had to sign to get those documents into your possession to begin with. And then I, I know he wants to say that he doesn't remember having all of this, but you use some of these documents to write a book that you made money off of. Mm-hmm. That wasn't your staff. How do you say that it's your staff? You didn't know that they were moving stuff around. You had no problem finding it, so you could read a, so you could read it to a ghostwriter for your book. Yes, and there there are recordings of him discussing the classified material with the guy who helped him write his book, and 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 Biden knew at that moment. That was 2017. He was illegally in possession of classified documents and really should not be sharing them with somebody, with anybody else. They should have been returned immediately. Yeah, should not be in his possession, much less opened up and being shared. Uh, And that's just, I mean, that's the one person we know of. If we are to believe that, you know, the staff just put it here and there, your staff has access to your home at all times. Who else has access to your home uh, maybe not at all times, but has that access. And in the report, it said just shoved in a box, a pretty beaten down box, just set in the garage by a broken lamp. Anyone could have gone through that. I'm not saying that they did, but the possibilities are there. They were not secured. Biden said they've all of them. One, he didn't know that the staff was moving them here and there, but they all were always behind locked key in a file cabinet. Thought you didn't know you had them, but you knew that they were in a file cabinet. Yes. 
And Biden keeps saying that he's different from Trump because he totally complied. No, that's not true. Uh, Biden knew in 2017 he was in possession of classified documents, illegally in possession of those. He didn't start complying until after the 2022 midterm elections, five years right after after somebody leaked to the media. You need to look into Biden. He has classified documents as well. It's not just Trump that has documents. Right. I, even after the big spotlight went on to the documents, he didn't take that opportunity to come forward on his own. It was a leaked story, and then it was like, oh, yeah, well, we probably should tell them about the ones we have. So we look like we're cooperating. All right, 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text us. 426 now with Mark and Melinda. And now back to the Mark and Melinda show, streaming live on the News Radio KLBJ app. It is 4:30. Tate is here producing. Thanks a lot for joining us. Let's go to Charles in New Braunfels. Good afternoon. How are you today, Charles? I'm good, sir. How are you? Very well. Thank you, Charles. So, I wanted to ask, I I only got in the car a few minutes ago. I didn't hear the beginning of this, but I heard you guys talking about the documents that Biden that had kept at his house illegally and I just wanted to make sure that you had that same stance on the documents that Trump took. Now, I don't I don't think Biden should get away with having documents at his house, but you you can't blame Biden and not Trump. There has to be a, a level playing field. Well, here's the thing. They're not on a level playing field. I'm waiting for the courts to sort out whether or not Trump actually had the authority to have the documents that he had in his possession. Biden, well, no, let me finish my records. Archive says that nothing can leave the president's office. Everything that he touches goes to the National Record Archive as part of law. It's not it, it doesn't matter that he's the president. These all the documents are preserved. It, nothing should be taken from the White House or the vice president's uh, residence. Regardless, the, all of the documents Trump had and all of the documents Biden had by law are not to be removed. It, it, it doesn't matter who's doing it. It could be Reagan or it could be Carter or anybody, Obama, anybody. The law clearly states. Oh, okay, Charles, 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 we heard you. Let let Melinda finish her sentence, please. Oh, please go on, Melinda. Oh, well, thank you. So I will let the courts decide whether or not Trump was supposed to be in possession. In no time is Biden, as especially as senator or as vice president, should have ever been able to keep any of those documents. So that, to me, is not even an even playing field. Or to put it another way, she's pointing out only the president can declassify documents, and that's Trump's defense that he declassified them. Biden never had that ability to declassify and take them. Okay, that, that is true. I agree with that. And Biden should be under a, 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 a more strict scrutiny because of that. But the flip side of that is the magnitude of the records and the amount. I think, I don't know the exact amount, but Trump had more relevance, more 
eyes-only documents than Biden did. By how, how do you know that? Measure. How, how do you know that? Because of what the prosecutors in both cases have said. There were boxes of documents from Trump and a folder full or whatever from Biden. That's I mean, not that's, that's not, not true. Accurate. That's not accurate. He I'm had sorry, I don't I don't know the exact numbers, but by what even the special counsel for both investigating it said Biden is forgetful, right? Old man forgetful, but Trump knowingly took them and then didn't return them when he was required to. Are you telling me you're going to buy old man forgetful and then he turns around, reads from those documents to a ghostwriter so that he can write a book and make money off of it? That's old man forgetful. No. He knew he had them. No, no, I, I think that's, I think Biden is absolutely complicit in this. I don't have any place in my heart for him to say oh i'm an old man forgetful but the 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 classification level trump had eyes only documents as did biden as did biden in the report it says that the report that just came out yesterday biden had the exact same thing okay well then i think that both of them should be ineligible and prosecuted ineligible to run for office yeah i mean they broke a they broke a law they broke an obvious law knowingly you ta-da i mean if you knowingly break a law give up your give up your position because you can't be trusted you have to go back to trump's main point though charles he has the power as president to declassify and that has to be sorted out yeah and as far as the removing of the papers I think almost every president has done that. That's how they create their libraries. They don't, neither should take eyes only. Operators in countries, names, pictures, nuclear secrets. Yeah. Okay, and now you're buying the, the lies that were put out in the Washington Post. Charles, thank you for the call. Have a good afternoon. We'd like to hear your thoughts. 512-836-0590. Biden had boxes and boxes at one of his homes. He had boxes in the Penn Biden Center funded by China. He took classified documents as a U.S. senator and was openly displaying them on a train ride. Uh, this has been going on for many, many years. Yeah, and to everyone, and, and I think this is what Charles was trying to get to, thinking that we are applying a different standard to Trump, I will say it again. It is up to the courts to decide if the defense that Trump has on whether or not he had the ability and he did declassify those documents that he had in his possession and that makes it not criminal. That's for them to decide. That's not for me to decide. I don't know what he has and I don't know what he did. What I do know is that Biden never had that ability. So it doesn't even work as an argument for him. A 512 836 0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts. Call or text us to join the conversation. So much of the focus is now on Biden's memory that people are losing sight of the content of the documents Biden had. How many did he have? Who else got to see them? It's been established that he shared some of the classified documents with the man who helped him write one of his books. They have audio recordings of those conversations. 
audio recordings, Biden talking to the ghostwriter. Yeah, reading, they said at times, just verbatim from the whatever classified document he had at that time that he was reading from. Yes. Now it is being reported that the ghostwriter destroyed some of the audio files. And he admitted to the FBI he knew there was an investigation coming. And those files would be pertinent in the investigation. But he destroyed them anyway. The special counsel has decided not to file any charges against him, even though he admitted he destroyed evidence in the case. Again, if there is a crime committed, uh, you should be held liable for that. I don't understand this. I know that the report goes on to say that they don't believe the gentleman that was the ghost writer had communicated with anyone that told him, hey, you need to destroy this. But the sheer fact that he knew there was an investigation going on and the likelihood that they would be contacting him to see if he had access to any of this and he decided to go ahead and destroy the evidence doesn't seem on the up and up. And I, what's the reasoning for not charging there? Innocent bystander? It wasn't his fault that the... The, the president shared this with The him? Attorney General Merrick Garland needs to address that. He needs to explain because uh, a pattern is developing in these kind of cases. Hillary Clinton destroyed evidence. Now this ghostwriter says, yes, I destroyed recordings made with Biden discussing classified documents. 512-836-0590. Perhaps the ghostwriter knew what happened with Clinton. Nothing. And he thought, let me give it a go, too. Exactly. Nothing will happen. And guess what? It worked again. Uh, Brian is in North Austin, 438, with Mark and Melinda. Good afternoon, Brian. Welcome. How are you today? Doing great. Good afternoon to both of y'all. I think that was pointed out by the special counsel. The difference is cooperation. Uh, Donald Trump was asked four times and then had to have Mar-a-Lago raided because he was incooperative. Uh, I think I hear all the time, you know, the first to say, you know, stop resisting. They get roughed up a little bit when you don't just comply. Uh, Donald Trump is the one who's been throwing up roadblocks and, and doing hiding documents and not returning things that the federal government knew he had. And now he's got himself into a pickle. Uh, Joe Biden said, here you go. We found this and turned it over. They said, we want to search. Come on in. They found more. Uh, The difference is one is resisting. There's the difference. Brian, uh, your problem is Biden did not immediately comply. Mm -hmm. He's known since 2017. He was breaking federal law by having classified documents. If staff conspired before the pre-midterm elections in 22 to keep it a secret, they were not complying willingly. Well, I think once it became a national issue that this was clearly going to be searched after Donald Trump refused to cooperate, Mike Pence had to give up some and say, come search. So did Joe Biden. And both those men uh, cooperated fully and uh, were both listen, didn't do the right thing. So we excuse uh, that he knew... He had the documents illegally, was citing them in 2017. Then the highlight comes on Trump, and he still doesn't say anything for quite oh, some he time. absolutely did. They came out and said, oh, look, some of my staff found we're moving some boxes around. 
they absolutely spurred on the come check this out. Uh, the, the, you're remembering that wrong. Uh, no, he waited five years. Biden waited mm-hmm. five years, Brian. And Trump's defense is, I was the only one to have the authority to declassify documents. That's why I'm going to hold on to some of these things. And if we're going to say that we're remembering things wrong, you're remembering that Trump did allow for them to come to Mar-a-Lago and look before that raid took place. Brian, thank you. Have a great weekend, sir. 512-836-0590-441 at News Radio KLBJ. And now back to the Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. 444, Tate is here producing. We hope you're having a great afternoon. We're talking about the fallout from the special counsel report on President Biden and those classified documents. James is on 290. Hey, James, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How are y'all? Very well. Thank you, James. Yes, sir. I mean, I'm just kind of confused. The Democratic Party made such a big deal out of, you know, Trump having them documents, and he has just got out of office. It's been five years. I understand he's in office right now, but it's five years if he didn't win, he'd been still sitting on highly confidential documentation that he ain't supposed to have in his possession anyway. And nobody's really making a scene out of this right now. So is the Democratic Party still going to run with him as their main candidate after this? Well, James, I don't think that if the Democrats say, OK, Biden's not our uh is not our choice anymore. I really don't think it's going to have anything to do with the documents and it's going to have more to do with uh, what I think is getting the most attention out of this report. And, and that is whether he's even capable of doing it. How do the American people see him? Is he mentally fit to do this for another? Well, I guess we can, if we're including this year, another five years. Yes. And I think that would be the reason why they would set him aside. Nothing to do with him having sitting on and sharing these these classified documents well i can answer that question that's a no (laughs) yeah uh, the american people do not believe that that man is mentally capable of taking care of this country um and we can see that as with what's going on currently yeah and we saw that before this report came on this just kind of piles on it a little bit and and i think it's kind of a double-edged sword unfortunately it's it's bad news for biden right now but it's also distracting from the report, what was actually found, uh, and what kind of information Biden was sitting on, carelessly. Yeah, that's one thing that they won't release, is what what was it? Like, what did um, something that the people should know about, and he just decided to hide, or is it, you know, it could be something extreme and a lot worse than what Trump had, but they're not going to let us know that. All right, James, thank you. Have a good one, sir. 512-836-0590. Alex, what were you going to say? Well, and I was going to say, amongst all of those records, and I think that it is of big importance as we consider the knowledge that we have now, were some classified information in Ukraine as well as China. Again, giving the information that we have now with his son, potential name peddling as it is to profit the family. What were those papers? What, mm-hmm. what, what were those documents? And who saw them? Right. 
Yes. Uh, you can weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590. Alex is in Pflugerville on KLBJ. Good afternoon, Alex. Hey, how's it going? So I'm trying to get a hold of Ed. He he owes me some of those blue chews. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with everything y'all are saying about the documents. But Melinda, just from what you're saying, do you think if if they find out certain information that that would be like a form of treason, depending if it's like information based off of like China or whatever, would you think would you consider that treason? Um. Well, yeah, it depends on what it is, and it depends on was he selling was he selling out America to help his family. That's, that's absolutely that's treason and something that we should know. That's what we should all know. But I was also going to say, how long do y'all think this double standard has been going on? Because me and my family, like everybody I know, and, and you know, I'm, I'm almost fifty, but a lot of people I know, the veil has been lifted like a long time ago. So we're just kind of we're seeing the bigger picture of everything, you know, play out. Opposed to just being indoctrinated, but just by one side. I mean, everybody gets indoctrinated. We all know this, right? Everybody gets in that loop, and then somehow people break out of it. But how long do you think that? It seems like, and they're, they're both both sides are kind of indoctrinated. But it seems like the Democratic Party seems to really be gung ho and like ruthless about the what they believe in, and it's pretty scary at this point. But how long do you all think that's actually been going on for? Because it doesn't seem like they're they're backing off. Like they don't like they don't want to like say, hey, we screwed up or whatever. Like and just let it go for the better of all people in our country. You know what I mean? Well, it's it's been going on at least since let's say 2017. They have known since that point that Biden was not fit to run or certainly be president. And yet, that's pretty scary. They they covered it off with the basement campaign and they pulled it off. And now they're fighting tooth and nail to try to pull it off one more time. But you know what I'm saying as well, though? The fact that everything's unraveling like this is also showing us and the people that, like I said, our families and everybody that we talk about stuff like this, that it's kind of, they're almost like exposing themselves. You know what I mean? So if anything, like it seems like a lot of stuff is getting exposed by their own detriment. You know what I mean? Well, Alex, so, I was going to say, I don't even see it so much anymore about what are the Democrats doing or what are the Republicans doing. I'm seeing the people that are up there in D.C., they get sucked into like this vortex where it becomes all about power and it's not about for us, the American people. And they are making decisions based on power and money for them. And I just think these last several years have opened our eyes to see exactly how they've been running the government and what they've been using the government for. And it's not for the betterment of all of us. Yeah, sure, they throw us a bone every once in a while, but for the most part, it's about them. And I think that's what people are waking up to and going, this isn't right. Uh, Alex, thank you. Have a good one. 450. We go to Ron in Central Austin, Mark and Melinda. Ron, how are you this afternoon? Doing fine. Yes, what are your thoughts, Ron? Welcome. Well, uh, just one quick point. Um, they try to compare Trump and, and Biden's situation. The, the huge difference is that Trump was president. There is something called the Presidential Records Act. One of his arguments has been uh, that the Presidential Records Act allowed him uh, to keep those records. And, of course, that would not apply to Biden when because those records he took were when he was vice president and when he uh, was a senator. He doesn't have that defense. Uh, I'm sure when the trial comes, when Trump has his trial in Florida, that will be a main part of his defense is that the uh, Presidential Records Act 
allowed him to keep him, and that's why he did not respond immediately and hand him over. Mm-hmm. I heard one of your callers saying, well, he delayed, he didn't hand him over. Well, the reason is because he was uh, relying on the Presidential Records Act. Right? You know How they'll interpret that act, I don't know whether it's a good defense, I don't know. But I know that it has wording, I've read it, it does have wording that he could uh, argue and in, in, in support of what he did. One more quick thing. Uh, yeah, I one quick point, Ron. Uh, the president is the only person who can declassify documents. Mm-hmm. Go go ahead with your other point. Well, yeah, I mean, if if that whole even deal about declassifying documents wouldn't be my major argument. My major argument would be that the Records Act gave me authority to keep them. But aside from that, the other point I was going to make quickly is I think the Democrats will start lining up either Michelle or Griffin Whitmer or the governor of California. I think that that's uh, I think we'll probably see them start to um, uh, get them uh, some support uh, in the next couple of weeks. But we'll see. But that's all I have to say. Oh, How, you're saying as soon as the next couple of weeks. That's interesting. How do they uh, get Biden out of the picture, so to speak, under that scenario? Okay. All right. He's gone. 512-836-0590. Jim is in Liberty Hill. Hey, Jim, how are you this afternoon? Hey, good afternoon. Happy Friday, people. Yes, sir. Happy Welcome. Friday. It's another good show you're doing. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, uh, I and my coworkers and friends and family have been having this discussion for the last five, six years now. It's the two-tier justice system. Uh, if Biden were a Republican, he would have already been tried, convicted, and he would be in prison right now. That's what we have in this country is corrupt courts, corrupt judges, corrupt DAs. It's all over the place and it's getting really infuriating and i i do believe a lot of people are actually coming to the light as to what's been going on for the last probably 30 to 40 years now you have biden and kamala they increased their net wealth immensely in 2019 biden was worth nine million nine million dollars now he's worth 41 million in 2019 kamala was worth 6.3 million she's now worth 28 million you do not make that kind of money on a government salary yeah and it's been happening uh with the r's and the d's in the house the senate uh right down the line you're right about that jim yeah and in this case the r means rhino (laughs) thanks guys y'all have a great weekend thank you have a good weekend david is in southeast austin good afternoon david how are you today i'm good uh i just had a comment on your topic here about biden and uh my thought was that if uh, biden himself and his administration tend to feel that he's competent and they're pushing that narrative forward go ahead and charge him with the uh, evidence that they discovered on him uh that if the only reason they're not charging him is because he's incompetent yet the full entire weight of the uh, administration says he is we'll go ahead and charge him mm-hmm. and and work it out that would have uh, been uh really interesting for a reporter to pose that to him last night at that news conference unfortunately well, i would like to see somebody bring it up no no that that's a good question and uh, too bad somebody didn't think of that last night at the news conference well hopefully it's not too late i mean it's only been less than 24 hours so <laughs> the conversation's still red hot so yes it is somebody could bring that up yeah it it could come up uh, my hunch is though that biden's handlers are going to 
minimize opportunities for the news media to get one-on-one questioning. Well, I'm yes, they've done that his whole presidency. There's no way they are putting him in front of the press that's allowed to ask questions that he's going to answer. David, thank you. Have a good one. Uh, it happened last night, though, uh, after the council's report came out. Here's one example of how it all unfolded. One of the reporters was asking the president, the special counsel says that you shared classified documents with the guy helping you write your book. What is your response to that? And here's President Biden. I did not share classified information. I did not share it. With your ghostwriter. With my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. What the council said? Well, no, he did not say that. He did not say that. Let let me answer your question. The fact of the matter is what I didn't want repeated. I didn't want him to know, and I didn't read it to him, was I had written a long memorandum to President Obama why we should not be in this, in Afghanistan. And I was of this, multiple pages. And so what I was referring to, I said classified, I should have said it was should be private because it was a contact between the president and the vice president as to what was going on. That's what it is referring to. It was not classified information in that document. That was not classified. Okay, so as we listen to you telling this information to the ghostwriter and we're reading along with the classified document, we're to believe that that's not what it was. Okay, gotcha, Mr. President. And about halfway through, he did say, I did describe it as classified. I should have just said, hey, this is confidential. So he did admit in there, he told the ghostwriter, this is classified information. They have recordings of all of this. Well, and again, the question, and I know that they sent out um, that Ian Sams, which is a White House advisor, to say that the Republicans are always talking about and making up this two-tier system. This is an exact example of that. Here you've got the guy, the president last night, admitting, I did something that I shouldn't have done that's illegal. And we're going to say we excuse that because we think you're too old? All right, we have news next at the top of the hour. Much more to cover with you right here on KLBJ. Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals, bringing patients relief at last. And we're able to tune this device to mimic that frequency and essentially block it. I've seen people shed tears of joy in the recovery room when they wake up from their light anesthesia and we turn this device on and they realize their back pain is gone. They cry for joy. Advanced Pain Care at 512-244-4272 or austinpaindoctor.com.